0: Welcome to Look Who's Talking, ladies and gentlemen. The Bills squeak by the Giants and Tyrod Taylor in Orchard Park. Kansas City is the cream of the crop. And then there's everybody else and the goddamn Jets. Here we go.
1: Freestyle. the microphone. Straight
0: from the top. Yeah. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking or welcome to Look Who's Talking. If it's your first episode, if it is your first episode, you found the best gambling podcast in the fucking world. Welcome. Uh, All of our 155 episodes brought to you by the wonderful people at Huck Media. Go to huckmedia.ca or follow them on Instagram at huckmedia. And our producer, my mustache-twisting flyboarding buddy. Also, we got our guest uh, host, uh, guest host, our co-host. He's been on here for all 155 episodes Uh, Weird Michael, follow him on Instagram at Weird Mike, spelled weird M-I-C, and you can follow the show on TikTok and Instagram at Hughes Talking. We do same game parlays, some prop of the days, and obviously a list of our picks in case you missed the podcast. Don't miss the podcast. By the way, remember to press download, press follow, all right? Be a real Look Who's Talker and support it the real way. We didn't have a losing week on you, Picks, until last week. We were... Three and three, five, oh, and one, three and three, four and two, four and two. We're up units for everybody. And then one and five last week, basically just like Weird Mike called. He said, Heal it, I hate all of your picks. I kind of like Washington. And that was the only one that won. And I'm out on Survivor. Sorry if anyone followed me with Philadelphia. Again, Weird Mike, right? Jeff, wrong. Seems to be the theme of the episode. I hope everyone survived besides me. If you didn't, if you didn't take Philly, Jalen hurts. What are you doing? It's the worst interception of your life. Uh, I don't think the Jets and Zach Wilson go kick that field goal. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, you won't hear too much ranting and raving about me. I'm out. It's the way she goes, but uh, we are still 2015 and one for the season and ready to move on. Weird, Michael. You don't have to move on. You can bask in that week for a little bit. How the hell are you? There will be no basking,
1: Jeffrey. No. Basking is reserved for time off <clears throat> in which uh, I can afford none of. I also succumb to survivor entries. One remain high roller intact thanks to the ineptitude of a suddenly frozen Brian Dable. Hey, it's different world on the sideline at the Ralph. Hey eh? Brian, not up in your booth, not up in the M Press box there where you called the games for six years because you didn't want to stand on that sideline. Well, we've come full circle. Survived T-Mobile, heart of a champion, loves his mama. <clears throat> I almost, almost, and I'm going to say almost one last time because heard in the urgency of my voice. I almost wanted my high roller to be eliminated, to rejoice in my faith of Tyrod Taylor. Hashtag T Mobile. Okay. That's how much I saw that coming. And I know Huxter wanted the Bills to lose because he took the Dolphins and half the pool would have been gone. And there would have been only 400 people left instead of 800 people left. Yep. So you got the other flip side of the coin. So me and Huxter had a little job back, but we got 155 on deck. Siente cinquanta cinco. Okay, you got that? No more Vanacom, no more international languages. He ditched it season seven. So I'm going to slip it in into
0: Mexican. I forgot about that. Ni hao, previat, hola, bonjour, ah. guten tag, ciao. Yeah, no, that's like our signature. I just forgot. Also, I got it's asked, good. like, yo, Jeff, why aren't you doing Truth the Weeks anymore? I'm like, that's a good point. I don't know. We've just been talking football. Um, and it's
1: no, been speaking, working. It's, it's been of your sp- working
0: speaking up of your, until now. Speaking, so of your you Spanish, by, speaking of your Spanish, by the way. Uh, it was International, what was it, International Spanish Day? Latino Heritage Day. Latino Heritage Day. It was 75% Cowboys fans at the Chargers game, and it did matter. Incorrect. It was 90%. <laughs> okay.
1: Incorrect. They had to, they, they kept zooming in on the same eight Charger fans yeah, because that's all they can get. <laughs> Boxes, field seats. That thing was marked an x by you know half of the continental USA, you know, the Southwest and beyond. But that was something else. Um T Mobile, like we said, Bills, Cardiac Kids. Talk about moral wins. Our boys in blue, Bufftown suffered a mental loss. If there is moral wins and people take away highs from an narrow, a narrowing or agonizing defeat, as we've come to know, the sports analogy, there must be mental losses. That loss, win, of course, is going to hang around. You, you got to love the Pats plus eight. No,
0: no, I disagree. Get out there early, they they like they had an ugly game against the Jets and they came away with a loss. They have an ugly game against the Giants. They came away with a win. Kind of evens itself out. I don't think that. I think I think they can move on. Happy they got the W in a bad night, and move on. You know, like this team's a vet team now. I don't think they're hanging on any moral loss. Like they played, you know, their old their old. offensive coordinator came loss. in. Not moral loss, mental, mental loss. loss. Whatever. Um, I don't know. I just think they're happy to get the W and they move on. Vet team. Like the Chiefs beating the Jets. You know, I don't think they're hanging up on that, that Jets game where they played bad but still won. If you're a vet team and you get the W, you fix some things in practice and move on.
1: Hey, I, I, God bless. I think eight's too much. I think maybe people thought I was going to take the the Pats this week. I will not because I will be continuing to try and get back 20 years worth of cash that I lost on the Patriots. Now the other turn, it's turning around. Weird pick. 2-0 and last week. We got the Dolphins and the Raiders rolling over Billy B. H- hardly a rollover, but nevertheless a cover just the same they're the never first had a safety team. never they're, had a
0: safety for a cover they're the first team oh yeah yeah that was crazy again, that was amazing i guess crazy <laughs> like what a you're, cover you're safety focusing
1: on a pick six because he's thrown so many so you're like jumper route jumper oh my god he's side oh my god he covered let's go
0: yeah like this <laughs> two-point win to four-point win and the only way it really could have happened there uh, some guy won 200 K on a 10 leg parlay and had the Patriots or sorry, had the Raiders minus three and one on that uh, on that safety. And then they had the Cowboys last night. So, yeah, I, talk- so I, I did not take yeah. the Patriots because they are on, as I mentioned last episode, my do not bet list like the Vontae Mac take Vontae Mac, no matter what, like draft day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, even though I was really, I'm like, Oh God, plus three against Jimmy G. I, I do like it. And then I just didn't take it. And thank God I didn't. And that's why he took Vontae Mack, because if you write yourself a note, you follow it, you know?
1: (laughs) So, yes, well said, because I wrote in the correct full survivor slate that would have survived, and I backed off it. Write yourself a note and stick to it. Um, When we said Billy B's Revenge, we liked the sequel with the coach and Jimmy G. Buddy, that Raiders team, as we unfolded the game, Jacoby Myers hadn't caught a touchdown for Billy B for two years. Caught the first one. Kind of like did like a wrestling stare at the sidewalk at the sideline. Uh, Then Hoyer comes in. I, 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 I I jumped out of my chair and laughed like I was high in grade 11 that Brian Hoyer was checking into this game. I didn't know he was in the league and I for sure as fuck didn't know he was on the Raiders about to try and beat. He let two
0: field goals, which, Kind of it didn't lead to the win, but it's enough. Right? It was enough to beat the Patriots. I can't believe how bad the Patriots are right that
1: now. That was a Billy B. Bukaki sequel for the fucking Nate. That was just Barry in the closet. Oh my God. There's probably enough. There was a, probably a couple of linemen that we weren't even talking about that were still, you know what I mean? I bet Jim McDaniels plucked five to seven guys, practice
0: Patriots, squad, murder squad. The Patriots have one win. They could be in line for Caleb Williams. Like if if the Panthers win a, win a game or two, this is this is fucked up. This is Bill Belichick's rebuilt Patriots, and they're awful, awful. Uh, I like, think, buddy, you think Caleb is jumping out of SoCal to run to Foxborough? Well, no, <laughs> but may, I mean maybe I don't know, but the point is, is like probably not. But I mean, is he really Say gonna that su- again. Say that again? Probably not. There you go. <laughs> but I don't know. This is a new situation. Yes. NILs. He can stay in USC. Patriots have the number one pick and he's going to say, no, sorry, possibly the best coach of all time. Uh, No, I'm going to stay in college, possibly get hurt and maybe not go number one next year. I don't know. Very weird situation, but I can't believe the Patriots are are where they are. I've heard and read that one of the ways that this, this divorce could happen, Belichick and Patriots, is that Craft calls him into the office, just like the meeting that we had on the podcast a couple of years, ago, a couple of episodes ago, and says, "Hey, Bill, <laughs> uh, what do you think about removing the general manager tag and just focusing on coaching? Because we've been whiffing for years, basically since like Julian Edelman. <laughs> like, what, what's going on here? You know? And then obviously Belichick ego. He's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna demote himself." And there you go. There's the divorce. So we'll stay tuned to that crazy stuff. Going on. I heard, I heard something on the radio this morning, maybe chuckle. It's like, man, what are chargers? This is was like Fox sports one? What are chargers fans thinking today? You know, are they are mad at their coach. Some people mad at Herbert on Twitter. Look, Herbert, bad game, Dak, great game, still a three point game. So that you we, know what that means, bad coaching. Also, when they're referring to, oh, who are Chargers fans? How are they feel? Who are they talking about? That one Asian lady on TV last night? All right. Like, there are no Chargers fans. There's some people in San Diego with some old jerseys. That's it. No,
1: there's people in San Diego that either two things, hate L.A. or can't afford to go to L.A. So and hate they, the Chargers for leaving. So they don't go to L.A. Right. <laughs> Bottom line. It, So, anyway, I like that. Um, It's like a London game. (laughs) You said coaching nightmares, man. Like, it's becoming a nightmare. Every coach, every week, in almost every game, is making a decision in which I believe is helping their team potentially lose that game. Sometimes they're taking timeouts and still making the call. You know, they line up for it. And you're like, oh, I'm going to call timeout, regroup. It's. I feel like they're just making shit up now, Hugh. Like when they say the analytics, is that every second of every game that applies to? Is there no part of the game that can't be played as designed, as drawn up? We get speed and... All that stuff has changed. Nutri everything around it has changed. But the, the point of the game is to score more points
0: than your opponent. Yes. That's remember it. That. Remember that. That's important. That's here. It. What's what is there a specific situation you're talking it, about? It's it's every Obviously
1: fresh in everybody's mind was the empty trips on empty trips on Monday night football from both teams. Yeah. Their, their offenses weren't clicking. It's not like, Hey, we're rolling. Let's get this fourth and four. At the 23-yard line. You know what happens when you get that fourth and four? You're nowhere near the end zone. Sometimes that three points three minutes later is, is so retrospect, is so demoralizing to the people that are behind you. How many times you see NFL coaches face the sideline? They're always facing out. They never turn and face their players. I just turned my back to you guys. But I'm telling yeah. you, man, it has become – a very isolated position. It's almost like this this person that's got to come in and fire you in the office, and, and nobody really knows how it's going to shake down. I fucking hate NFL coaches that take points off the board. End of story. There is no circumstance. Any planet in the first three quarters of a football game that you should be turning down three points when you've had the ball for seven minutes.
0: No, there's no situation where you should be turning down. No situation. Down None. Your, your kicker's got a busted leg. There's your fucking
1: situation, Hugh. Okay. You well, like it?
0: No, I don't. Hey, I mean, the snapper,
1: you got no snapper. There, you're out of your three long snappers. There's your situation.
0: Okay. I mean, I could give you 76 situations where it's probably better to go for it on fourth down. However, you mentioned in in our little pregame thing that you're really upset with um, Atlanta, right? Was it Atlanta down two touchdowns? Atlanta's coach. They
1: went, they're down two touchdowns. They score one touchdown and they go for two on the first touchdown, not to win the game. But to get ahead of winning the game, you know what you're doing, buddy. You're still losing the game. Any way you slice it, okay. Any way you fucking slice it, how about you be losing by less, and then you know what? Put your fucking nuts on the table. Go for the win at the end. Sure. No, that's not what I'm.
0: That's that's the whole point. No, is that you? Here's the here's the let me okay. Let me go. Let me show you the analytics of that play because there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who agree with you. Like you're down two touchdowns, kick the extra point, be down seven, and away you go now the analytics indoors, says... indoors yes, the indoors. analytics say in that particular instance that because a two-point conversion is roughly an 80 percent make, right that's that's roughly what it is across the league like go back 20 years, if you go for two, 80%, roughly 80 percent of the time you make it. are you insane? It's not eighty well,
1: percent on a two-point man. It's like forty-five percent, bro. It's, you're,
0: it's definitely more than fifty.
1: We're uh, we're gonna get Huxer on this here, Leslie. Pull up the two-point conversions.
0: Huxer.
1: I'm too heated to go on it. We got him dialed in.
0: Okay. Well, let's just say it's around what I'm saying, which I'm not quite sure of. Let's but say I, it's in the
1: middle of what I'm saying and let, what you're saying.
0: Okay. Call it more than fifty, like sixty to seventy percent. So you do make it more than you don't make it. So here's the thing: you have two chances to make it, right? If you make it the first time, if you score the second touchdown, you are now winning. You don't need to score necessarily a third time, like in overtime or something. So you are trying to win the game. So if you make the first one, you're in a great spot. If you don't make the first one, percentages are with you that you will make the second one and tie the game. Now, do I agree with that? If I have a team that's losing by two touchdowns, do I want them to do that? I don't know. Probably not. Ooh, who said it was
1: better? Show me this person and or program. Is it, you know, like in Moneyball, uh, what was that? James, the, the guy who
0: wrote the book. Yes, I know you're talking about.
1: You know what I mean? I don't know his name, but the guy who wrote the book on Moneyball. Right. He had a fucking playbook. You know, he he's accountable. He put his fucking name behind it. Right. Michael Angeletti's rule of football. Okay. There's J- Vince Lombardi. There, there's, uh, there's all these ways. I'm saying it just feels like they're making shit up now. Soon, okay, first there was that nine-point thing. Remember Hewlett? Season 15 or that's, episode 15? That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Not everybody's doing it. And and I'm just saying it's an example of things that are being introduced that aren't necessarily a, a, a true or better for that team. Like... That's what I'm saying. Those are two variables that are very difficult to be correct.
0: So just for reference, folks, the thing we're talking about is if if a team is up in the second half uh, by one and then they score a touchdown, I've said before, I mean, maybe at the same time, but roughly before we really started seeing it normally, that a team should definitely go for two on that touchdown to go up by nine and worst case you're up by seven, but you're trying to win the game. So to go up by two scores, is much more advantageous, in on a on a play that's above fifty percent, the two point play, and you're now up two scores no matter what. That's what we're talking about. So so starting happening more. At,
2: looking, looking at more percentages there. here, um, there's no date on. Like there's a few different ones I'm reading, but looks like the chances are between like forty seven and forty nine percent.
0: Oh, all Absolutely. right. Look, like a weird Mike staying hot mid episode. <laughs> Straight up. Well, I don't. There's a reason the teams are doing let's this, and analytics 50-50. is saying, let's "Call it 50 Sure, let's call it fifty-fifty. So we flip round a round coin up. twice. Chances are, you usually get heads once.
1: That that is the most incorrect fucking statement I've ever heard you say. But Jeff. why
0: are teams doing it? I'm not. I'm not the coach. I'm not I doing know. it. There's guys making eight million dollars a year with an analytics department saying this is more is. likely to win games.
1: You know what it is? I guess I'm upset as your friend and co-host that we could see so different on this fundamental of it. I'm just right? defending it.
0: I don't necessarily totally yeah, you agree with it.
1: That, that's what I'm up I'm, I'm upset
0: that you're defending it. I just found the source of my anger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I better. Mean, that's fine. I'm glad you do. Let's move on. Uh, but that is why teams are doing it. Because if even if it is 50-50, you, you, you're trying to win the game, not go to overtime. Okay. The,
1: okay. So we found the source. Okay. We got it. We're, we're trying to solve a problem here. So now this Chargers analytics team, Okay. That's been on the rear end of,
0: well, they are,
1: they're
0: the the extreme left call it that. Okay. So now
1: on Tuesday morning is somebody walking into that office and firing Mr. Smith head of Atlantic analytics department is Mr. Smith delegating one of his lackeys to fall on the sword for this. Like where's the accountability? Who? It's like, let's put these people on the sideline. Get these people in the booth. Let's shine a light on these closet fucking weirdos trying to ruin the game
0: that I love. They're not ruining the game. I think they little, are, Jeff. Well, I think I they're think making they it a little are. more interesting. So you can call it whatever you want. But some, I would like. Alone. My, I would I'm like. Alone. My, no, you're not alone. But you're also like not a hundred percent right. Like, hey, you, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, Mike. Before true. analytics, teams used to kneel the ball with three timeouts with fifty seconds left. In the first half because they were scared of everything. All right. Now it's more of a passing league, more of an advantageous league, more of a take chances league. Who's winning Super Bowls? It's the Kansas city chiefs. They go for it a lot. All right. We're not talking about time restraints. It's about execution, Mike. It's not the game plan necessarily. That's wrong. If you do the analytics plan and it works, you win more games if you can't execute it. And the problem with analytics is that it doesn't account for who are your players. If your players are shit, it's never going to work. So anyway, let's move on. We're on different sides of this. I don't, I'm not on the, the extreme left. I think some field goals sometimes are pretty good. The extreme left wants you to go for it on basically every fourth down besides in your side, your own 20. All right. We haven't seen that yet. And if we do, we will, uh, we'll continue this debate. All right. By You've way, never let the Chargers coach. I don't I hate him too now. Cost me I my gold, gold pick. It comes with the disclaimer that
1: that two point conversion Atlanta was re- referring to did cost me the organic over. If they had like simply was... kicked the indoor with Youngway Koo, it would have pushed. But as oh, I stated several times, there. I'm here for the greater good folks. I'm here for the
0: greater good of the game we love, okay? And as a former kicker, keep in mind there's a bias here. He's a former kicker, all right? That's that, <laughs> <yes. laughs> Wants more field goals, more punts, more kicking. All right. I'd like to see teams go for a fourth down a little more because I went to a lot of Bills games with my boy Phil Nolan and watched the Bills on fourth and two down 15 points in the third quarter at midfield, punted away into the end zone. And I'm like, let's just drink because who gives a fuck anymore? They're not even trying to win. Teams need to try to win more. Stop worrying about getting embarrassed, especially if you're losing. All right. Let's move on. The Jags road trip. The Jacksonville Jaguars go to London for two weeks and come back a contender. Uh, You know, we've all been on hockey teams that go on fun road trips early in the year. And everyone thinks you're going to be tired when you come back. But you come back a unit. And that appears to be what's happened to the Jaguars. Whole bunch of sharp money was on the Colts. Whole bunch, not us, but a whole bunch of sharp money was on the Colts. And Jaguars did not look tired. They looked efficient. They looked like the best Jaguars we've seen in a long time. So just something to keep in mind. It's not a common handicap. Sometimes long road trips, unite teams and get the chemistry up. Happened to us every year in North Bay on Mount Carmel, you know, and that appears to be what's happened to the Jaguars. If Trevor Lawrence is healthy, uh, you know, watch out for them this week against the saints because Derek Carr is still Derek Carr. And as we said in the truth of the week in season two, stay away. From other teams, quarterback garbage on the side of the curb. Okay? And this is the Alex Smith rule. Alex Smith was succeeding for the Chiefs. And Andy Reid, after eight, nine years, was like, you know what? You're not going to get us to the promised land. I'm going to put you out in the curb here. And Washington picked him up for $70 million, and they sucked. The Saints have now picked up Derek Carr for $125 million off the side of the Raiders curb. And... I don't the the Houston Houston Saints game wasn't exactly a barn burner, but as a guy who last second changed his pick six pick to the Saints at a cheap price, was very very upset with my with my former former buddy Derek Carr, who's no longer my my buddy anymore. Uh, too much Adderall, horrible third downs, and he just panics in the pocket too much. Down on the Saints, up on the Jags. Worried about this this knee injury though. Yeah. It might
1: actually leave a little bit of an opening for those Texans to they believe
0: Yo, shout out to the Maybe. Texans, man. They're playing some feisty football. CJ Stroud looking pretty damn good. Quick decision-making, especially on deep throws. Unfortunately
1: the Minshew mania might only be the rescue type when teams can sit back and prepare for them. It's a little bit of a, Different story when he can, you know, put on that uh, PJ mask on and sort of save a, a quarter and a half or maybe a, a game and a half. It's yeah, a little bit different. So
2: better tread carefully
1: with the Colts, guys, even though they believe the kid's out, that's a little bleak, you know. So I'm not saying Minshew's a dead duck, but nope. it, it, it's a different variable when he's facing and preparing. A lot of tape on him.
0: But yeah, his- he's still fighting for your spread. They didn't give up. <laughs> they didn't give up. It's his Colts now. Anthony Richardson looks like he's done for the season. Too bad. I was excited to see him. He's an exciting player. And uh, if you did get to watch any of his football this season, there's there's some spark there. So stay tuned. We're not uh, closing the book on Anthony Richardson at all. But it's now Minshew's Colts. And as Weird Mike just said, tread carefully, because I don't know. <laughs> Better a bridesmaid, now he's the bride. So we'll see how he walks down the aisle. He's got the Browns coming to town. Big shout out to Coach nail in the Browns handicap. And he he liked the plus five, even when we thought Deshaun might play. All right. And they covered the plus five. No problem. Uh, even with P.J. Walker, quarterback, who was trying to give the game away. And he nailed it. Coach nailed it. Jim Schwartz, his defense, specifically against Kyle Shanahan. He's only given up 20 points once in 11 meetings, and I believe Schwartz's teams are 10-1 and one versus Kyle Shanahan. How about that? I read that this morning.
1: We had a small crowd here at Centennial for some Sunday watching, and I called with about six minutes to go. I said, this San Fran kicker is going to have about a 40 to 44-yarder to win the game, and there's not a chance on his fucking soul he's going to make it. Do you know why? Because Jake Moody is a rookie that went to Michigan And was the best kicker and kicked the hearts out of the Ohio college career. No way he was making that in Cleveland. Not a chance on my – I I, I bet the live line before. Before the drive. Got a huge survivor spite back bet on that kid missing a kick. Skip, big dog, I'll testify, bro. Six and a half minutes to game. Not a chance he makes the kick. Good for the Brownies. Good for the Jets. It's good for the AFC. Everybody thought it was top heavy. You know what it's
0: turning into? It's turning into middle heavy.
1: Nobody's
0: easy. As I said, it's the Chiefs and everybody else. The the Chiefs are buttoned up. Some people think they need a piece. I don't. Uh, I just think they're going to roll into the playoffs and host what's become known as the Chiefs' invitational, the AFC Championship game. I don't think anyone's in their way, and hopefully our Buffalo Bills get there and fix that 13-second disaster from a couple years ago.
1: Has anybody been twice? Because the Chiefs' invitation would be common. That
0: would be pretty good. (laughs) You know what? Hey, as we said a couple weeks ago, the Bengals, everyone's writing them off too early. All right? They still got a tough road. It's a tough division, and Baltimore's looking good. But the Bengals are not dead. As long as Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and a little bit of that defense is healthy, they're probably going to the playoffs, and they're tough out. I got a good bye week two a little mojo two straight wins
1: it's not like they dominated the win so they're not like in rhythm yet I, I this is
0: shaping up well for them it really is yep um yeah so we're now in week seven uh you know and this is where teams start to divide for the last five you know six weeks we, we talk about a lot of the teams are in the gray and that's where you get these spreads that where it's like yo this team isn't that much better than that team like there's a whole bunch of teams in the middle. In the next few weeks, we'll start to see some teams separate. Teams fire some coordinators, rest some starting quarterbacks that are injured, and you start getting really good teams versus really bad teams. And we'll, literally for a couple of weeks now, there's been like one spread over ten because a whole bunch of teams are in the middle. We're gonna start seeing some bigger spreads, and uh, just something to keep in mind: is your team trying to go to the playoffs? Is your is your team thinking about Drake May and Caleb Williams? Make no mistake, a generational quarterback has become. It's become more obvious than ever. That if you don't have one, you don't have a chance, and uh, owners know that. So we will see. Um, again, I have a don't bet list <laughs> that has. I added a new team to it because I don't know why I bet at the bet the Bears last week. Now Justin Fields got hurt, but I should have stayed the fuck away from that game. So now I got don't bet the Pats, don't bet the Broncos because something's going on with Russell Wilson. It's even worse than we thought.
1: Buddy, you're, you're listing all these teams. There's six
0: teams on by this week. Who I What the fuck are you going to bet on? It's made it glad. tough. It has made it tough, Michael. It's made it tough, okay? I, I love three games, and I like two, and then I'm fighting for the other one. That's just honest. Uh Oh, big shout-out. Touchdown Survivor. We have a winner. Uh, Dewey. Dewey. James agent Dewey. Du- agent James Dewey. Your favorite real estate agent for the greater Toronto area uh one our touchdown survivor uh big shout out to our finalist Bray Pelo and who had Stefan Diggs going into week 6 and he did not score and then Bedford Betty Wazo our boy uh he had uh Austin Eckler last night and good god there was a, there was like 10 situations where it's oh. like this is Eckler time this is Eckler time like
1: good god even on the
0: first big, drive big, of the game that big catch uh Shout out to Dewey. We got, uh, I think, four or five cases of Storyteller beverages coming your way. Uh, DM me your address in Milton, and we'll send it over. All right. Uh, Let's get into our picks. Do you have an organic over you've been feeling before? You got honors this week. Oh, look at that, Hewlett.
1: He gets jilted out of Survivor and forgets that me and Huckster still alive. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Sorry. Come on, jump on, Huckster do yeah, well, you got, got left, buddy? The, the big fave is Seattle. What do you think? You got them left. I, I know you do.
2: I got Seattle left. I also got Buffalo left. Wow. Fascinating. I don't – the only reservation – ha- I I like Seattle because I wouldn't take them almost any other week. The yeah. only reservation I have is I don't really like picking divisional games for survivor. But the Buffalo New England game is also divisional, so I'm kind of handcuffed
1: there. The extra layer is the road divisional. Yeah, which is extra tough. Um for me man, it's it's 98% Seattle. It's a team I don't want to use again. It's a team that's desperate turning into that, hey, we're going to beat who we're supposed to and lose who we're supposed to. But further than that I thought that was the game of the day. That was 7 7. It was 14 7 ASAP. And they were trading blows. And we felt like this college game. And then they just went 0 for 5. Pete Carroll abandoning the kicking game. Another case of this. Like, it's not him. That's further proof that it's not the coach necessarily. Almost turning into a, one of these Dodger situations where the manager is rendered useless type of thing, right? Um, so I think Seattle's in a great spot to bounce back. And I will be taking them probably with both an all-in scenario on the got to
2: win to keep up Seahawks Rams. Hanging I think tough. everybody will be taking Seattle. Yeah, there that's be okay. a lot of Seattle's this weekend.
0: I don't think anybody's been able to take them.
2: Mm.
0: I, I, I took them against Carolina a couple weeks ago, but that doesn't matter anymore. By the way, right okay. now, this that's encouraging. Has... That's encouraging, actually. By the way, right now, have you ever been eliminated from a poker game? at the final table and you, you can't really? really even accept it yet. And you just sit there and you're like, yeah, I'll watch or I'll deal. That's what I'm doing right now. That's what it feels like, but please continue. I'll try to add a handicap when I can, but. No, I
1: mean, I'm looking at it. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have Niners at the Vikings. You got the Niners up for grabs, Hoxter? No, no, let's see. That's a Monday night dog situation.
0: I don't, I don't like that at all. McCaffrey, oblique injury too. Yeah, a little Trent little there's some, there's some injuries there. Yeah, desperate you, Minnesota team.
1: You can make your move on the pool, huckster. If you go anti Seattle, you will be one of a hundred people left that will. There'll be about a hundred people that will not take them trying to make a move.
2: I want to look and see who the Bills have the following week. Maybe I should do that right now.
1: <laughs> All right, Huggy yeah, here. There you go, Seattle for me, ninety-eight percent, y'all godspeed
0: oh man let me just tell you i'll give you a little one minute story of the bad beats i took this weekend okay it all started uh on friday night i'm here in cam brooks you know just chugging away doing some work it's gonna be and, more than one minute everybody just so you know no i won't anyway uh i took i had a i had a same game parlay with colorado just money line that didn't look like it was going to win anyway. And then at the very end, the guy got his yards and I'm like, Oh my God, they just need to win. Now it wasn't for a big amount of money. And then when the game got tied and going to overtime, I'm like, Hey, okay, they're going to figure this out. And I live bet them at basically even money they lose. Okay. Move on. All right. Then I make a same game, same game parlay that I send to some of the boys Uh, that's got North Carolina to beat the Miami Hurricanes, a couple other college games that all were check marks, Spencer Rattler to go over 200 yards passing against Florida, and then the South Carolina Gamecocks just to beat Florida. Uh, 30 bucks paid 500 U.S. Gamecocks were up 10 points with three minutes left over Florida, and they blow it. So, yeah, lost that one. Then, you're right, this is longer than a minute, and then I'll I'll end it with this. Huck's Titans. No, I got him. Have to have a limit. I just yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm just reminding everybody he's going to take more than that. This bad beats. This, is, this isn't as bad as the Raiders' safety, which I was not on. But if for anyone who had the Titans at plus four, plus five, whatever, at the end of the game, they're down 10 or nine or 10, whatever. And they get to the one-yard line after a pass interference call in the end zone. It's first and goal on the one. With like two minutes left, score a touchdown, cover the spread, like don't get the onside kick, whatever. But us Titans spread betters move on, and then penalty, holding, false start, bullshit, field goal, no spread. Me, a bunch of Titans fans, Huck Daddy, and Dave Portnoy were furious, and that's kind of just rolled right into the weekend. It was just bad the bad beat beat down from your boy G off. I'm going to toss it
1: back to you. Tuxster. those Titans are in trouble, bro. We got some trouble. It's
2: time to get rid of Tannehill.
1: It's yeah, done. Yeah. You might've got the tap. Remember we talked about this in like episode 48 or something, you know, and the girl you're going down on the girl and she gives you the tap to stop. Well, the same tap exists in the NFL. When your head coach politely taps you on the shoulder and engages the scenario that they said would at least cause you the most embarrassment. I think that happened at Tannehill.
0: And I, I think no matter what, no matter they could win the rest of the games this season. Well, maybe besides that, but uh,
2: he has two touchdowns through six games. Like that's yeah, not acceptable. he's
0: not like this is his final season as a quarterback on the Tennessee Titans that's on any team
2: on maybe. any team a this starting
0: is- quarterback. Talk about about
2: leaving garbage at the curb. That's he
0: he sounds like the Pittsburgh Steelers backup next year,
1: right? Doesn't he? No, fucking Tomlin hates that honky, bro. I bet you.
0: (laughs) They got Will Levis. They got Malik Willis. Like, how they going to keep drafting quarterbacks but never actually find a real one? I don't know. What what does that say? I I, I thought Malik Willis
1: was coming in. Like, all right, not Malik um, Levis. Will Levis? Yep. That's just my mind instantly thought that he was their backup. Well, he's a better thrower of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's riding the fucking pine and nobody likes him. And that's why this kid who, by the way, Tennessee clearly doesn't trust to move forward or else he'd be, he'd be there in front of anybody. So it's ugly, man. And the King, he's, he's left his court. He didn't get his bag. He's going to save it for one more shot with some Hopkins is furious. He showed up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but every 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 wide every famous wide receiver on the back nine of their career who shows up in Tennessee hates it, like, because they have Ryan Tannehill.
2: Yes, it, 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 what do you expect? Do you expect right. to go, like get touchdown bombs from Tannehill? No, it, go find it's the good a, QB.
0: They they don't even have a game plan that they they throw one deep ball a game, and AJ Brown used to catch him, and that's how they made the playoffs. And that's when they traded when they traded AJ Brown, Rabel's like, now what are we going to do? You know, let's just run wildcat with King Henry.
2: Well, and Henry just isn't getting enough touches to do what he does. Like getting like 13 to 15 touches a game. Like you got to hand him the ball 20 times and he'll break a couple.
0: Also, it's a very frustrating game to watch. The Tennessee Titans take all the time of the play clock. Every single play. They, Are trying to shrink every game that they have there's like i bet titans games have the least amount of offensive drives of any other like nfl team they just it's like the the reverse of the oregon ducks from chip kelly's age it's like okay we're gonna run 80 plays and by the fourth quarter your defense will be tired and titans like we're gonna run 30 plays okay and hopefully your defense falls asleep Anyway, that's enough about the Tennessee Titans, but they are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Coach Weird. The original Weird Mike tends to figure these things out somehow. So we shall see. Another weird team heading in off their bye week to Los Angeles is the Pittsburgh, the offensively inept Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's just kind of funny that Penguins fans at every hockey game are chanting Fire Canada. God, yeah. love, God love Pittsburgh fans and their, their fury and passion. I love it. But as a guy who likes to bet the Steelers, this is not their week. All right. I don't think so. Let's move into the picks. We're about halfway through. Let's give people some money. Uh, Oh, where are you going, Hugh? You're up first, bud. Take the honors.
1: Big Ange on the block. Get ready for that weird Mike Wiggle.
0: What's your record? What's your record for the
1: season? Two and one last year. Last week. Ten. Four and one last five spread picks. Okay. Back on track. Having a good time. I just said it out loud and I'm going to say it again. The Seattle Seahawks are going to roll their division opponent who is realizing that they are the bad football team that was put on paper. Their greatest weapon and heart, James Conner, is gone. He's the fucking Terminator Didn't matter that they were bad. He didn't care what you said. He ran through your tackle and provided them life on offense, which made them a viable team. They don't have that. And I see Seattle, the 12th man in fever pitch, needing to keep pace, got what you call a circle game. Minus eight on a bad Josh Dobbs pick. I see it early. I see it late. I see it often. All right. The worst place for a poor offense to be is in a de- desperate Seattle team, and like I said, they went zero for four inside that red zone. They just kept going for it, getting a pick, getting for it, and, they, and just they, they didn't get in. This week they write the ship. Arizona, they're fighting hard. Takes a back seat for about six to eight weeks. Here, starting two weeks ago, we're in the middle of that. How fast will they spin out? Maybe Kyler comes back hey, everybody, why the fuck would Kyler come back? He's got all his money, and everybody's waiting to get around. I'll tell you where Kelly Williams will go. Arizona. Hundreds. Seattle, minus eight, is the smash. The sprinkle comes from the suddenly hot Las Vegas Raiders. If Jimmy G plays, I will be taking the Vegas Raiders minus three, at the Chicago Bears, who will be starting. Somebody from Sheridan College, Tyson Banjet. Uh, sorry, Shepherd College. The guy is an NFL backup, and he didn't even go to a D1 school. What the fuck are the Bears doing? This is their backup through camp? You got Minshew. He's a backup. Let him to a playoff. You got... They're They're fucked. They're fucked. Vegas with Jimmy G stays just hot enough, and does what they need to do. We got a light sprinkle. Vegas minus three at Soldier Field against the Sheridan Bruins. Led Bears Tyson Banjet, who showed about zero signs of life First that <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> yeah, defense, three, which okay. is ranked thirty first in the league. Now, did the kid think he was going to be playing? No. Let's not throw it all on him. Tough spot. Weird spot now, knowing that nobody wants you to. Now everybody's shining a spotlight on your D2 college and your credentials. Tough spot. Vegas does just enough, just like they did against the Patriots. Talk about it.
0: All right. So we got a smash on Seattle minus eight, a sprinkle on Las Vegas minus three. However, I got to ask you about the stipulation that you put in. Okay. Because Skip, Mc, Skip McDonald is going to be all over us about this on DMs, on Houston, at Houston Talking. He said, he's going to say, Did Weird Mike just say he's taking the Raiders minus three if Jimmy G plays? Because he, he can't be doing that. Because that's that, that right line right now is based on Jimmy G's questionability. Because if Jimmy G plays, you're not going to get minus three. If Jimmy G plays, that's going up. Who think? Yes. Right now, that's based on. Hoyer? Definitely well, Fields is doubtful. Garoppolo is questionable. So Fields looks like he's not playing. So we we're getting we're getting Tyson banjo or whatever, okay? And I I like the Raiders regardless. Uh you know, but we'll I'll take him at minus three now because I think Jimmy G will play. And if he doesn't, I like Aiden O'Connell as well. I don't think it's they start Hoyer. I think Hoyer was more come in. Complete yep. the game as a game manager, but for the full game, I think we get England. I think we get Aiden O'Connell and I like Aiden O'Connell. So that's making my list too. Okay, so
1: you want the stipulation away? Raiders yes. minus three.
0: There we okay. go. Yes. There's your pick.
1: Raiders minus three. Uh Justin Fields hurt his hand trying not to take a sack when his knee was already down, leaving himself unexposed on his follow through and come down on the ground. You know when you Holding the ball, you're kind of protected yourself from the... Yep. And I'm seeing so many. Herbert did it twice yesterday. Like, just take the sack. Don't throw it out. You you know in your mind when you're down, like, Yo. that's easily reviewable. That's coming from the God's eye, like, knee down, sack. That's not this
0: challenge play anymore. I'm telling you something. As a guy who likes Herbert a lot, I mean, three weeks ago, he we threw for 440 yards. This guy was lights out. And he he missed Like Keenan Allen was wide open on the last drive of the game. And he just missed him like a Russell Wilson throw. So Herbert doesn't really do that too much. And I think the exact play you're talking about, he already had an injury to his non-throwing hand, but he banged his knee really hard. Cause again, he's trying to throw it as he's going down. Like you said, Mike protect yourself, Peyton Manning style, take the sack in a way that you can get up and play the next play. Cause he banged his knee and he landed right on his throwing arm after the follow-through. And then he started missing guys like the way he does not miss guys. So, I I agree with what you're saying. All right, Uh, let's get into our Hugh picks. We are 2015 and one for the season. Let's make you some money. All right, my gold pick. I'm going with the only winner I had last week, the Washington Commanders. They are minus two with Eric Bieniemy's offense, looking really good. Uh, they are minus two going up against the New York Giants. Tough loss for the Giants. Uh, you want to talk about a mental loss, Mike? I think the Giants had one. They actually lost the game, and they're sick about it because they're a 14-point dog. We've got the former QB of the Bills, former offensive coordinator of the Bills. Uh, going back into Highmark on Sunday night football. Bills put up a donut in the first half. Like, you're supposed to win that game. Kick If you kick the field goal and don't mess up the clock at the end of the first half, then you're only uh, two points down. Anyway, you win the game if you kick that field goal. As a Giants fan, that's hard to just come home and face a division opponent that's surprisingly hot and just shake that off. We got questions at quarterback for the Giants. I don't care who plays. Whether it's Tyrod or Daniel Jones, I think this Eric the enemy led Washington offense through Sam Howell with McLaurin healthy and their running back health. They just got a healthy offense and they're looking good. Sometimes the defense shows up, and I don't think it's going to be too hard for the defense to show up against the light test that will be the, the Giants offense. So. I just think it's a bad time to be facing an up-and-coming division opponent that you've been beating in the last few years who are ready for a little bit of revenge. Washington on its way up. Giants on its way towards the draft lottery, if there was one. I'll take the, the Washington Commanders. Minus two. Gold pick. All right. My silver pick. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought their defense played fantastic against a very, very good offense, the Lions. Baker just missed some guys. Evans dropped some throws. Just a bunch of missed opportunities for Tampa. That's why I feel like I'm getting a, a kind of a nice price for a, a home division game. And again, I just don't believe in Desmond Ritter. I don't think the Atlanta coaches do too. I don't think the owner does. I think the owner's talking to GM right now, like, all right, let's trade let's we might have to trade up. We have a good team, an okay team. We're not gonna be in those top seven picks. But we want one of these guys because Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati Bearcats is not the guy. Uh, so I think I don't think the Tampa's going to—Todd Bowles' defense is going to struggle against Desmond Ritter's offense because they just made the Lions' offense with Jared Goff, which is looking amazing, uh, struggle for most of the game. So I like the Bucks to not lose two in a row at home, especially to an inferior opponent. I love the Bucks' defense right now, and I think uh, Desmond Ritter is really going to struggle. Minus two and a half is a nice price. Bucks win by six. All right. My bronze pick. I'm taking the LA Rams minus three in LA versus Pittsburgh. Um, I just think this is a bad matchup for Pittsburgh. Matt Stafford has never, hasn't really looked better uh, in the last two years than he looks right now. Just got his favorite target back Cooper cup. And he's got a new target. I, they, 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 we got running back issues, they, but I think with Matt Stafford versus Kenny Pickett for a field goal at home, sure. I don't think two weeks anyone can fix the Steelers offense. Najee Harris is slow, Kenny Pickett is green, and the game plan is from high school football. So, as a, as a Steelers fan, as a guy who likes betting the Steelers, I think this is a cheap price to take the Rams. And I just don't, I think, DJ Watt and the defense can play great, alright? The Rams still going to score 20 points. Are the Steelers? I don't think so. There we go. There's a bronze pick between the LA Rams at home. Up and coming Rams. My only uh, over under pick for the season that I gave out on social media. Follow us at Hughes Talking. was the Rams over seven wins. Looks like a well on -on 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 our way. All right. Our bronze pick going against weird Mike here. I take the Arizona Cardinals plus eight. Sorry, my fourth pick. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus eight. If you watch the Rams Cardinals game, it was closer than it appeared. The Cardinals were driving, and then we had a tipped ball interception inside the red zone late in the game, which kind of ended it. But they were only down one score at the time. I don't, I don't think they're going to win the game, but Josh Dobbs' running ability is enough for me to keep games close. And besides a little bit of bad luck with the interception, I think they would have kept this game close against the Rams. Maybe not win. But again, he, this guy's fighting for an NFL career. So we talk about guys who are fighting for your spread. This guy makes about a million dollars right now. All right. If he just has a pretty good season, he could establish himself as at least a backup somewhere for a good team and start earning eight to $10 million a year, $5 million a year, or who the hell knows. But let me tell you in his mind, he's playing for the the, the bag right now. And he, I think he's doing a pretty good job of it. So division game, they know each other, and I just I think the Arizona Cardinals aren't as bad as everybody thinks. I think Josh Dobbs is definitely better than people think. Seahawks probably get back on track here, play well, and Arizona covers the eight by like a couple of points. I'll take Arizona though. Uh, I like the, the way their offense is moving to uh, cover the spread. Also like their coach. Giddy up! All right, uh, I'm taking the Miami Dolphins with my fifth pick at plus two against the Eagles. Eagles got some offensive line issues, uh, injuries. Lane Johnson out and just a really physical game against the jets we're talking like this is week seven all right teams get beat up and even a feisty fighter warrior team like the eagles yeah they just did a 12 round match against the jets in new york and they that's gotta hurt whereas the dolphins seem to have, be having practices all right they're down 14 oh who cares all right we still got three touchdown celebrations to do today boys They are the first team to ever go down 14-0 and still cover a 14-point spread. So they're doing some special shit on offense. We got Raheem Mostert as a great running back. So if you want to double cover Tyreek, you're leaving the running game open. If you want to stack the box against Raheem Mostert, well, good luck against Waddle and Hill. Too many weapons with a healthy Tua, and I'm getting plus points. I think I would take Miami right now at plus points versus everybody except the Chiefs and Bills, especially in Buffalo. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll take Miami's speed to uh, win this game outright or you know, lose by one. But I think it's a bad spot for the Eagles. Basically, one team just had a war, and the other team just had a practice against the Panthers. So, just energy-wise, physicality-wise, I don't think I think Philly will be a little more tired and beat up than they are. All right, and my last pick, I'm rolling with Weird Mike this time, and I'm going Las Vegas minus three. Uh, Banjo Boy down in Chicago as a guy who bet on the Bears last week. I watched him throw two balls, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, this ticket's done. All right, they got no juice. They got no juice in Chicago at the Bears. Um, again, it's sloppy track season. So Jimmy Jimmy G does not do well in sloppy tracks. Hopefully they just give the ball to Jacobs enough. I got Max Crosby causing pressure on the Las Vegas line. And again, and the Bears are going to score maybe 13 points. Give me the Vegas Raiders to score 17. Josh McDaniel, just don't fuck this up. okay? You could basically run Josh Jacobs in the wildca- wildcat and win this game. Give me the Vegas Raiders by three, and those are your Q-picks. Washington minus two, Tampa minus two and a half, the LA Rams minus three, Miami plus two, uh, the Arizona Cardinals plus eight, and the Vegas Raiders minus three. You Hugh. Hugh! Okay.
1: I see better things for you in your future this week, Hugh. I see better things in your future. I love how you're my Hugh my, my picks gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> um... I kind of see that LA Rams game and Pitt as a total, total coin flip, both in crowd size and sort of full. I don't know. I just I feel like they're very similar teams for different reasons. And I'm surprised you weren't taking Pitt. But I guess, like I said, you're dialed in there. So
0: yeah, it, it, Pitt, Pitt Pitt plus six and a half. Okay, you know they can they, their defense can keep this close maybe, but their offense can't win this game. I don't think
1: you you got to stop uh, this blind belief in Baker. <clears throat> it's coming to a draw here, eh? He had some real ducks, man. So I, I'm hoping it's just a bad game, but they, they were right there the whole game, and they should have, just surely on defense. I just think, sorry, go ahead. It's a, a division game, so I don't think Atlanta's even remotely the same as they are at home. Not that they're world beaters anyway, but.
0: It's the, it's, this one's more like a Pittsburgh handicap where this is the Tampa defense that everyone's forgot about white Levante, David Venavia. They got a, they, these guys got Super Bowl rings. And for the first three quarters of that lions game, they were shutting down a very efficient offense. And the Atlanta Falcons is not a very efficient offense. No. So there's my handicap. And I, I just think Todd Bowles, good coach. Good coaches don't lose two games at home too much.
1: So I don't know if this affects your handicap, but we rarely break news on this show. Whoa! Breaking news: NFL, Julio Jones, newest member of the
0: Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa! The Eagles cool. scoop up Jonesy. Doesn't change my handicap, but I I love when all all pro receivers come like play still, you know.
2: He already tried it once in Tennessee. It's not happening. Yeah, but
0: he might get get more throws this time. They were throwing to him twice a game. I was taking him over seven and a half yards and losing on props.
2: He can replace, though. They got Smith and they got Jay Brown. If you're
1: making a run, you got to get deep. You got to, if one goes down, you still want a a name
0: to. Their third receiver was Quez Watkins, and he's hurt. So I like it's is is a is an old Julio Jones for two million bucks gonna be better than that? Yeah. Sorry, Quez. What's uh Julio's government issue?
1: Didn't well it was voice of God specialty. Didn't he have some uh
0: insanely uh large government name? Oh yes. Oh that's really a shout like out to season one. I have no idea what Julio's real name is, but
2: it's maybe a, Huck, maybe Leslie
0: or Huck can look that up for us. But yeah, voice of God was all His over there. His name the... is
2: Quintoris Lopez <laughs> Jones Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Quintoris.
0: And then I said, "I'm going to name my my if I have a son, Julio Hewlett, because that just rolls it, it, off your tongue, doesn't it?" It's it's Dolores. It's Quintoris. It's Dolores. It's Dolores. Yes. Dolores.
1: Glad you connected those dots, and I do like your gold pick. I think. I think that loss stinks stinks around that Giants room. And I think Washington DIC. <laughs> I can't wait for somebody to sack fumble Daniel Jones on that <laughs> skins D line. Do,
0: do you remember when the do you remember when the Washington fr- football franchise used to play primetime games that people cared about? Okay. Washington <laughs> is basically the MAC conference right now. <laughs> like nobody wants like games against. Denver, Arizona, Atlanta. Like this is just football nobody's watching. But if you happen to bet on them, their offense looks good.
1: I do not have an organic over this week, folks. I it didn't come up during the show. I'm a little jilted on these points shaving coaches. That's what I'm gonna call them. They're shaving points off the game. The Razor not,
0: Ramones of the of the
1: league. Not for their side, but just Points are just being shaved off games because of this. So I'm well, a little jilted.
0: Point. On the- an, that's an interesting point, Mike. Like as in, like that Chargers Cowboys game with all the red zone trips should have gone over. We get all these fourth non field goals, and we get the under. By the way, I'm not counting this in my Hugh picks because it was just a bonus thing. But the Cleveland uh, Niners over hit, even in the sloppy track. Doesn't matter though. Horrible week. Yeah, maybe we need a guest picker every week, Coach. Ed. I want to get people were loving that. We got. I, I messaged Coach. I'm like, hey, let, let's organize this so you can get uh, back what on about,
1: this pod. Uh, what about Handsome Tony? I think he's pulling in w- with the bus in a few minutes. You want to wait for him? He's a
0: he's what they call his square. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Anyway. Hey, by the way, I'm immediately fascinated with how handsome he is. Like you know, like. Is this like um, a Sopranos thing where he's actually like a blimp of a human being or like is he just a good looking guy? Like,
1: No, he's he's handsome because he's not, you know what I mean? Okay.
0: <laughs> what an <laughs> intro.
1: <laughs> so everybody's got a name. Easy
0: E. Weird
1: Mike. Whatever you call us, we thank you for your listening. Look who's yes. talking. Season 7 episode 155. I hope you enjoyed it. What do you got, Hugh? You got a couple
0: closing notes for the people or what? Yeah, I gave this out in episode one of this season which was episode like 148 or whatever to take Tyreek Hill's MVP at plus yes. 10,000. It was plus 15,000 before the season. And I just said, if he breaks Megatron's record and no QBs really have like some sensational year and especially if his QB Tua, and I never, I never want injuries to happen but if something happens to him and he still just continues to flourish and miami wins the division possibly with the one of the best records in football shit you got to give it to a receiver at some point like if he gets 2500 yards and there they have two losses and he did it with two quarterbacks that was my handicap and he's on pace to do it so i'm just i was trying to check the live odds here give me one second mike
1: uh Hey, everybody, while Hewlett checks that, I want to remind you not to get roped into apple or pumpkin picking this Sunday. I got a full slate of games, okay? You can always do that on Saturday, folks. Or Sunday morning. (laughs) What's wrong with that? Nice lunch on the way home? Everybody's at the house for 1.30, 1.40? That sounds like a great day.
0: Uh it's I sure I agree as a guy with no kids like this doesn't apply to me. I'm watching football. However, a lot of our listeners have kids and you got to schedule this shit. Tyree kills plus 7,500 right now. And he's like minus or like plus 200 to an op- offensive player of the year. At some point, he's got to be viable for that next award. Adrian Peterson was the last plus high plus 7,500 for Tyree kill one plus day 7, 500. ago. That's from FoxSports.com so
1: anyway. 25 beans pays 1900 yeah well, i got i i, 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 I you want if to we win the it last time with
0: we did it last time with the king and we were fucking robbed right well we might get robbed again but the value's there and you might even get a cash out I mean, um, you know what happens when we get robbed it makes for quality
1: podcasting folks. does but does. if we win i'll i'll be very excited and we'll also make so let's go i'm How gonna get better, down on that Plus yeah, seventy you
0: know, five hundred. If Tyreek produce... Hill wins the MVP, I got four grand coming to me right now. Um
1: I got, got four. Also, books. if
0: the Bucks and Rams win their division, I got five grand coming to me from a preseason parlay. Shout out my boy Lambo from 365 Sports, who's on that with me. I Dalton Kincaid has let us down, but I still think his career will be fantastic. Apparently, the rookie tight end year is not
1: I the just, year to go I one. just found it. I just did it. 36 beans for 2,700. Go, Tyree. On again, the cheetah.
0: Again, he's just, if he's averaging 150 yards a game and they, they win their division with two Huckster. losses,
1: put a nickel down, put 12 beans down, join the party. Okay. He in for 40. I'm in for 30.
0: Huck's focused on for 20. Huck's focused on his survivor right now. Look at him. Huck Daddy climbing the charts.
1: Yeah. But, yo, if Tyree goes off in Philly on Sunday night, that's.
0: We, we want to have, have a podcast have. party. Yeah. All right, uh, that was a great, uh, great episode, folks. Remember, share the podcast, uh, share it online, and tell your friends about it. We appreciate all the new listeners that we have, um, <clears throat> and I'm getting DMs from a lot of you, so I'll be trying to answer some of those questions. Send in some questions, send in some bets that you're loving, and we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a better job this week of sharing on the story all the stuff you guys are sending in no more camping in Tofino I'm here for the week let's focus on some goddamn football and fuck the goddamn Jets anything for shut the huck up go Titans anything for weird Mike's cavern <laughs> yeah <laughs> why the fuck is Dak Prescott's MVP hides higher than Tyreek
1: Hills that's what I want to fucking know I don't care if he's a quarterback he yeah. can own the fucking team some of these people on the list before like what the hell
0: yeah I know. That's fucked up. Yep. I think giddy Sam. I, yeah. Anyway, giddy up! Thanks for listening. Episode one fifty five. In the books. Circle the wagons. Go Bills. Fuck you.